It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus coach unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 423. Um, before we talk to Gene, this is his second one on here, and he's one of the winningest coaches in Georgia, um, and it will be a great one. There's going to be a lot of good golden nuggets about winning basketball games, let me tell you. Um, I want to do three big shout outs. First of all, to teachhoops.com for who, who basically allows this podcast to happen. But people like you joining allows us to keep the lights on here and keep this train a moving. So go hit your AD up, um, do a purchase order, do something like that. Go get the, go get the school credit card or put your own in and uh, come over and join us. Um, you, you will not be disappointed. It's Netflix for basketball coaches, but the best part is you have a mentor. If you email me, I will respond. If you need to get on a one-on-one call, I will get on a one-on-one call with you anytime that you need it. Um, I am here to serve. So go over and check that out. Also go over and check out Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, you know, it's, it's going to help your team shoot the ball better and be a better offensive team. So just go mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $300 off your next purchase. Also, Gene and I, for the second year in a row, are going to be speaking down at the Legends Clinic down in outside of Atlanta. So I will have all the information, all his information down below. Um, so if you want any of those kind of things, we'll, we'll have a link down below to, to find out where the registration is. Anything Gene talks about, any of those kind of things, we'll have down below, which will make it just easier for you to find. So um, let's head off to this podcast. Hope you get a lot out of it. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So, Gene, you are in you are in like Coach Unplugged uh, Hall of Fame, I guess, because there's only about three or four people I've talked to more than once, and you're in that category. So, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's a good category or not. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm honored to be able to be here, Steve. It's a good great, great category. It just it makes me work harder though, because then I can't ask my patented questions. I have to think outside the box. So it's good. Um, well, uh, Mr. Reed reacts. You, uh, Rick's been on here a couple times too. Mr. Reed reacts. So, um, 
And my, I must love the guys from the South. That must be it, you know? Listen, if I'm up there with Rick, good gracious, man, I'm up there. I'm, I'm in legendary status if I'm, I'm up there with him. You are in legendary status. Um, so, great season. Congratulations. Thank you. I just tried not to mess them up, and everything came out in the end uh, pretty well. So, like I said, I was, I was proud of our kids. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great year for them to kind of overachieve. We'd lost 10 seniors the year before and had a young team. And, man, they just – we put challenge, challenge in front of them, and great teams in front of them. Man, they answer the bell every time. So, so this is this is what I want to dive into this a little bit. So, I agree. I from someone that's done a long time. Sometimes I think we overcoach. We gotta get out of their way. <laughs> um, so I do agree with that. So, what what's your takeaway on losing that many seniors and kind of not missing a beat? What 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 well, what, what for young coaches listening? What would be the takeaway? Well, I tell you, I think the biggest takeaway from it, Steve, was this, was we understood where our program was at in the process when we had 10 seniors. Because when we had those 10 seniors, we basically looked at a couple of things. We said, the whole year we said, we we got two agendas. Our first agenda is to maximize our upperclassmen. So we've got to take and we got to make sure we, we squeeze every bit of the juice out of the orange on them and make sure they reach their potential and this team reaches what they can do. But while we're doing that, we also need to make sure that we get our younger kids prepared to step into those shoes. So it was not a – last season didn't start last season. Right. It started It started <laughs> a preparation. And I know everybody talks about, you know, making sure their program is staying on top and working. But, see, we're kind of unique because we, we practice all our kids together. We right. have a philosophy that I've done for, like, 30 years. And so, you know, we, we can take 25 kids in there from ninth grade on up. And, man, we, we can get busy. And, and you know, I, I talk to coaches all the time about that. There's a lot of coaches that don't feel good about it. And that's fine. I mean, it really is because I think if you don't know how to do that, you, you can have disastrous effects. Right. Do, do you feel with, with practicing with that many kids that there is a – it's the math teacher in me – that there's a huge gap between number one and number 25? Oh, definitely. But the thing is, too, we feel like we get so much benefit. I, I think the big let – me, let me take a step back. I think the biggest negative, Steve, is, is, is repetition. Okay. Right. Because, you know, when people take 12 kids and they can rep them, rep them, rep them, you know, I, I get that. But we feel like it's so much better for us because, you know, everybody, the buzzword is culture. I mean, everybody knows now right. in athletics is culture. Everybody talks right. about culture. Well, how are you going to get culture when you split your program up and you have ninth graders going with this coach over here and you have your JV going with this coach over here and they're all doing different. They're all in separate locker rooms and they're all like this and all like that. So, you know, I, I'm not saying it can't be done, but, man, when you got all our kids in the same locker room every day, all our kids at practice every day, all our coaches out there among each other consistently coaching and doing, running the same exact stuff and doing it, that's how our culture survives so much better a lot of times than everybody else's culture. And then you got our freshmen watching what our seniors do every day. Right. And so, man, I'm telling you, for us, and, and I'm not – like I said, I'm not saying it's worth for everybody, for, but for us, man, it, it's a game changer. Right. Because, and, I, you know, and, I, and, I, and how big is your school? Uh, 1,500. And how many kids total? So, wow, 1,500. 
So I was just trying to think because I would have to do it with I would have to do it with thirty-five. I'd have to do it with almost sixty kids if I did it. No, saying you can't do that. I mean, yeah. I get that. That's what I'm saying. Everybody, you know, that goes back to a point that I always when I, I I get to mentor a lot of coaches and talk to them and everything else. And that goes back to the first thing. I have so many coaches I walk in Beaver and they go, "Hey, we want a, this program. We want to be just like Beaver." And I said, "That's right. your first mistake. <laughs> right. that's, that's the first. That's your first mistake." I said, because you got to go back, and I think the first thing you got to do to build a program is you got to look at your environment all the way around, everything. Everything. And I think we touched everything. on this last one time. And I'm talking I'm about talk about, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about, legends, is you got to look at everything. You have to know You have to know all the custodians. You need to know when you can get in the building. You need to know literally everything about the building and the culture if you're going to win it. And, and I'm, Oh, absolutely. And I'm thinking about what you're saying is – like I put my, I put everybody but my ninth graders in one locker room and I fought for that locker room when I got the job. It's a locker room that's literally like four feet from the gym. And I said, I got to put them together because the youngsters will learn from the old ones. We don't know. We don't practice together, but they're spending time together off the court. Absolutely. Um, so it's like, yeah, everybody's got to tweak it a little bit. I, I, I 100% agree. It is like, you need to know, like, I know I could go in the gym right now and I know I could get in. Blah, blah, blah. I need to know every aspect of everything. And I need to know how well, it's going to work too. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I use this example to make them really think about it because when you start talking about environment, like you said, it goes from your parent support to your financial support. And I use this one all the time. I said, look at administration support. I said, I am an in your face, get after you coach. I right. said, that's who what I've been for 32 years. I can't change. Right. All right, if you take me and you put me in an administration somewhere, right. that they're not going to have that. I said, I don't last a week. Right, right. I mean, I don't last a week. That, and so, might, you know, that might be the most important thing for a young coach. Is I And I've done it for 30 and 25 in the same building. I've had the best administration a person could ever have. Even when I wasn't, when I was still learning, when I was still young and thinking I was the next Bobby Knight and hadn't calmed. I mean, you know they were patient with me but they were supportive they were there when i when i when i fell down they picked me back up you cannot overestimate the who, your athletic director and your principal and your administration is so important um well and that's and that's part of your environment steve that's right. what i'm saying these guys everybody wants to be like somebody successful and i get that and you should strive for that but your environment dictates to what kind of program you're going to have. And so many people can't understand, you know, I spent 15 years up in the, the mountain school of Dade. Right. And, you know, up there, we didn't have a lot of, of financial support and different things, but there was things I could do there that I couldn't do at Buford. There's things I can do at Buford I couldn't do there. And right. even I even look at it this way, Steve. I even look at what type of kid I'm coaching. Right. I mean, when I was up at Dade, let me tell you what, brother. We had those mountain girls that were just me. I mean, right. they would they just would, they would rip me. your heart out and eat it in front of you, kind of thing. Like, I, they, they I'm telling you, my first yeah. my first team, I was kind of scared of. I mean, I really was. And and that, but but you know, that's what I used that environment to go in there and put a chip on those kids' shoulders. And man, they just they just eat it up. And see, that's what we're talking about when you're looking at your you know your environment to what kind of program you have. Is it goes to all kinds of areas. I mean, right. just, I mean, so many times people only think about stuff that it takes that if you're not planning for that, you're not going to be successful. 
You right. Can't and the thing yourself. is, you have to you have to look at the whole, the school as a whole too, because I've seen this in our building. And, and on the girls' side, it some it tends sometimes tends to be volleyball, and the boys' side it t- tends to be football. You know, you got to look at you got to look at how the school works and the dynamic of the other coaches, and you know, um, <laughs> there's lots of things that go into it when, and those are hard things to dig into when you're interviewing for a job. They really are. Oh, it is. It is, and you and when you get there, you got to find it all. I was talking to a coach uh, yesterday, a, a coach in Alabama that we got a little relationship. I'm mentoring him, but he he's at a smaller situation right now. He's got like ten kids, right. ten kids in his total program, and you know I was sitting there telling him, I said, you got to understand something. When I went to Day, I mean, when I went to Buford, my first year I lost like fifteen or sixteen kids. I said right. I went in there to create this culture, and I said you can't do that. I said, you know, you're handcuffed by your numbers, right? Right. So you can't go in there and afford to run anybody off. You got to build numbers, not lose numbers. Right. And so, I mean, there's so many things, like I said, that that people don't get. And and you know, I think that that's one of the biggest thing that young coaches need to understand is learning how to go in and evaluate your environment and seeing what kind of program you can build. Right. What you can be and what you can't be. And then when you, trust me, when you find, when you find a special one, like you and I have found ones that are special, we found environments that are Absolutely. special. You might find some that aren't and you're not married to the job. You know, you can move on to the next, there, there are special places out there. They're just, you just got to find that fit you. <laughs> um, you know. Well, my wife, my wife helped me so much. I have to give her credit because when I was leaving date, I knew I was leaving for my children at that time. It wasn't leaving for me. Right. And we right. were moving up to around Atlanta, looking around Atlanta, and there was four or five of the big seven A schools up here that was huge. And she was like, "No, this is I don't want my kids in those situations right now, you know, because they're coming from a small school and everything else." But what she really helped me do was get back into a situation that. At Buford, I was able to – I know every kid down in my fourth grade right now. Right. And so when you had a smaller school situation with one feeder school and all that, you can have more control on it. Right. And so you, it's really you had to look at positive and negatives. Are you going to be in a huge school with four or five feeder systems and all that? Well, if you do, you're not going to ever be able to have those feeder systems on the same plane. Right. Uh, with me, we're running stuff. My fifth and sixth grade teams are running some of our foundations at, the, at that we run in high school. Right. And that, that's so, the thing. That's the thing that I've noticed is like I get I get kids from four or five different avenues. So once I get them, then I can start building. But I they're, they're coming from the, the south side. They're coming from our feeders. They're coming from they're coming from everywhere, which which is, you know, one of the hard things for me. But then you got to adjust to it. You got to you got to kind of make it work. Um, yeah, that's environment. It is. It's environment. So how many how many seniors did you graduate this year? We graduated three good ones. We really okay. did. So okay. uh, we, we only lost, we we're back to a normal senior setting. So only three seniors. Okay. So, so, so you're going to win it again. Well, I don't know about winning it again, but <laughs> we, 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 we play 10 kids and we had seven out of those 10. Like I said, we play 10 man rotation pretty much. And we got seven coming back. So, so I, I always, how many points per game coming back? Oh gosh! I say I don't go and all y'all. Everybody, I know, I know, so much, man. I am, I am just terrible in that. I just, I I am not a stat person. They'd stay on me so bad because I'm just a dinosaur, man. I'm going extinct pretty soon because I'm not into all that. But (laughs) you know, we we lose, we lose those three kids, and they probably contributed. I would say twenty. 
20 points okay. combination. Yeah. But, man, let me tell you, they, they were they were such good leaders. I had one that people laugh at me all the time because they think when they see Buford, they, oh, man, they got all these just high-profile athletes and everything else. Well, we won the state championship two years in a row with a five-six post player. Right. And so that's what people understand. I mean, this kid would fight a tiger in a cage, but right. you know, but she was five six and played some of the best post players in the state of Georgia in every classification and just just held her own with everybody. So so that's that's something that people talk about too is leaders. Let's talk about that a little bit. What what's your feeling on leaders? How do you find leaders? How do you develop leaders? Well, we do a we we really believe in leadership, and we believe that you are only going to be as good as your seniors. I mean, we really feel like that. But you know, the other thing is, I I think that some kids you can train them, train them, train them, and they're just not leaders. I mean, right. so sometimes I feel like that, according to your senior class, you want those kids leading, and you want those doing the best that you can. But if you don't get that from them, it's got to be a coach-led team sometimes. Yep. And so, you know, I think some of the biggest things that we do with our leadership is we, we do a – from the start of the season, we back up 10 weeks for our preseason conditioning to get ready for the season. But we also back up five weeks from that day. Hey, Coach, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, there's a couple ways – there's bunch of ways you can help us out first of all you can subscribe and like here and leave a review those are really important to us and help us get the word out about this great game um second thing is you can go over and check out us on youtube teach hoops we have all sorts of videos we're putting up about every other day we put a video on teach hoops you can also go over to our, our amazon link www.teachhoops.com backslash amazon bookmark that every time it's an easy way free way for for us to get a small little kickback every time you buy something on Amazon it doesn't cost you anything, and it allows us to pay for our hosting fees. And you'd be surprised how expensive it is to do a podcast. And the last thing is make sure you go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. Uh, you know, this is the time that all of us want to become better coaches. Um, we ask our players to become better coaches, you, or better coaches. We ask our players to improve their craft you should improve yours. So um, go over and check it out. Let's head back to the from that day. And we do some classroom stuff. And we'll sit, matter of fact, we're about to sit down the next couple of weeks and do this. We'll sit down and look at what that team needs. And uh, and you do that one with day, the kids or you do that as your staff? Well, well we're going to look at it with our staff first, but then those five weeks, we'll bring them in on Wednesday. And we'll have an hour and a half situation. Like last year, one of my sister coaches did leadership and communication for 30 minutes. I mean, they're just great drill stuff. I mean, not drill stuff, but stuff that she had researched, brought in, talked about, and did all this stuff. We also brought in a book that our kids had to, uh, had to present to our team. So we didn't get a book copy for everybody. What we did was we bought uh, like four or five copies, and the book was uh, Chop Wood, Carry Water. Right. And we uh, brought that in and say our – three seniors, they had to cover the first three chapters. And so they had to get up in front of the other team and talk about it and talk about how it pertained to our team and talk about how it pertained to, to chemistry and all those things and present it. Then the next week, three uh, juniors would get up and do it. And so everybody got their turn of going through it. It's kind of like a book report thing. Okay. But everybody got, got at it in a classroom setting. And then the coolest thing that was done is that was a 30-minute segment. And in the last 30 minutes, we have what's called uh, uh, controllable factors in our program. 
we feel like that we have five controllable factors that no matter what, no matter what the kids' athleticism is, no matter what their size is, you can do this and help our team win. And those five are defense, rebounding, attitude, effort, and communication. And one of our coaches went back from the year before and took film and broke down safe sheet. We were doing rebounding this one time as one of our controllable factors. She did like a 10-minute breakdown film of just rebounding in games and hustling, and and she just did that. And so our kids not only heard it, they got to see, see it. it. What's the difference between attitude man, and, and effort? What's your difference between attitude and effort? Well, we think effort is so much more about just playing hard and playing all out. And, you know, okay. with that, man, she'd have stuff like diving for loose balls, taking charges, uh, diving out of bounds to save things. Attitude was more like body language, okay. more like uh, team uh, supporting your teammates. Uh, running, she'd have clips on the attitudes of, of somebody taking a charge and four kids sprinting over there to pick them up off the floor and, and, and different things about the attitude-wise. So, you know, like I said, you know, we really feel like those things, all, we call them controllable factors because it's things that you can control. It right. doesn't matter every night. You can control those five things. And we, we tell them, if you can master three of them, you got a great shot of playing for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, don't, you, you, you might not shoot the ball well, but you can control your defense, your rebounding, your attitude, your effort, and your communication no matter what. Every day. Every day you can do that. Absolutely. I and, love that. We, and, buddy, let me tell you what. We, we are on those. Our kids know them. It's part of our program. It's part of our culture, and we preach it. We just don't, you know. We try. I'm telling you right now, if if we try to make sure our best defensive player is in the starting lineup, right. we had a kid two years ago on those ten, on those ten seniors. We had more talented kids. We had a kid that I promise you would play great defense in the press. Never shot the ball, but man, she could drive it and pitch it in the dribble drive and everything else. Right. Oh, she only shot layups. But see, you know, so many coaches give lip service. Oh, you play defense, you're going to be out there playing. No, if we're going to tell you that, right. we're going to show you that. And, and like I said, there's more talented kids, but this kid started for us and was a major player for us, and we made it a big deal every time. Every time. Right. I mean, we made it a big deal how much she sacrificed for her teammates, never looking to shoot the ball, and always looking to play defense and everything else. So, I, you know, I think that's huge with building your program. I love that. I love the I love the rolling back too. We do the condi- we do very similar things. We don't do as much classroom stuff, but definitely the conditioning stuff. Um, do the girls play a fall sport? Uh, we we encourage our kids to try to be multi sport athletes, but you know, like in today's today's world, we 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 have a lot of basketball players. Now we have a few volleyball players and a few softball players. Man, our softball players are usually kids that just our softball pros have been really great. Right. And they have great character in that program. So, man, those kids come in, and we don't have to do much with them. They're ready to roll. I mean, they really are. I got one of those kids right now. that She's a great softball player, and we're our, her second sport. But, man, she loves our program. And let me tell you what, we put her on the floor. Somebody better watch out because she'll, she'll knock your teeth in. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, don't, she don't play around now. She don't play around. Um, are there any, are there any um, favorite drills or things that you do that, that you could share with the co- with the coaches. Well, I am really big about I, I'm I'm a drill coach, but the thing about my drills is I make sure that they're in series. 
because I don't like to waste any time. Like if I'm starting okay. out with ball handling stuff, I mean, we're going to go where we ain't got, okay, all of a sudden one person, everybody's got a ball. Then the next thing you know, they got to put them on the racks. And all that. I'm really big about taking drills and putting them in series. So once I blow the whistle, boom, 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 we go right into to everything in rhythm and everything else. So, I mean, I, I mean, I go back to this with drill, Steve, and I truly believe this. I think everybody does a lot of the same things. I really do. But I always go back. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. Right. And, and I know that sounds so basic and so just cliche and everything else. But, you know, I just, I'm telling you, man, it's just you come. I mean, you saw our kids when they were demonstrating right. those breakfast club drills. Yep. I mean, you know, you see these other on the Internet, everybody standing up and, balls high and nobody's got any ball snap on it and everything else we just we just drill our kids it, it's not what you do is how you do it and right and what, so what do you think is what do you think's the hardest thing to teach as far as a skill yeah oh ain't no doubt the hardest skill to teach is shooting because everybody wants to be a crapping social shooter everybody wants to shoot it at their speed everybody you know when you put kids in there they love to go in the gym and shoot it the way they want to shoot it Right. Now, when you get in there and you start putting them in game situations where they got to shoot it, and also then all of a sudden try to teach them that you got to have dead legs to shoot it. You know, we tell our kids all the time, you're going to be pressing for 32 minutes. You're going to warm up harder than everybody else for 15 minutes. At the end of the game, you know, our big advantage is they're not going to be able to shoot it. Your butt better be able to shoot it because of our conditioning and how you've been trained. Right. So, uh, and shooting – the other thing, too, I think about shooting is most kids are just good enough to get you beat. <laughs> Let me tell you that. I'm telling you right now. Most most kids are just good enough yes. to get your butt beat. Well, I because, can tell you. Yeah, it, it's true. It's true. Like the, 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 the kid that lives in my house. It, it, so we've gotten to the point where he can shoot NBA threes at about a 70% clip with no defenders. I'm not lying. He can shoot the ball. But we're not – so he got to that point maybe early spring, mid-spring. It's like, all right, so now – so what I did was it's like, all right, now we need to work on your speed. Now we need to work on you. Absolutely. All that. So it's like he can go in and it's like shooting a layup at this point, shooting those shots. It's like, all right, so we literally go in and we'll shoot 100 as fast as he could possibly get them off. Like it's all – it looks crazy. But it's like I said, Drew, you got to feel what it feels like to go fast because that's what it's going to feel like in a game. Then we'll do Absolutely. with pressure. Then we do it off moving. And then we do it off of, you know, attack and kick, all this kind of stuff. And it's like the problem is people get in that comfort zone and they think they can score. <laughs> and it's like uh, in an empty gym with no one on you, you can. Great. Yeah, you watch, you watch say, some of these kids going out and not picking on boys, but, man, boys are two cool attitudes. But, man, I watch them. They'll come in, pick a ball off the rack, walk over there, shoot that baby, walk and get it, come back, you know, do a little head fake, shoot it again. I want to go, man, you need to get your butt out of the gym because you are fooling yourself. And, and, and like I said, you, you're wasting time. Right. And so, you know, with the shooting, you know, I think we always talk about the main word with our shooting and all our shooting drills and whatever we do is, is consistency because we tell them, you know, here's what most people do. Most people hit a shot, then they'll miss two or three, then they'll come back and hit two shots, and then they'll miss basically two or three more or three or four. So right. that's not what you're looking for. No. What you're looking for is to be able to hit three shots, miss one, come back, hit two shots, miss one, come back, hit four shots. Right. Now you're shooting a percentage. Right. Because I said, you can't make everything. But I said, consistency in doing it 
is huge. And, and, and shooters, like I said, there's so, there's so many kids that are just good enough that yeah. they think they're good shooting the ball that they get your butt beat. Right. I mean, and what, I, what I would tell some young coaches too, and I've done this with my son is too, it's like every time you miss in your head or when he was younger, I made him say it out loud. Why did you miss that shot? Why'd you miss it short? Why'd you miss it long? Did you not have enough spit? We, it, it's got to be, there's a reason you missed. Like you, you have, well, to, you have to kind of use that as a laboratory a little bit. Listen, me and you do not need to get together because you just said something that I truly believe in that when we talk about our shooters, we explain to them because I mean, I go through talking about stuff and everything else, but I think the kids have got to be able to coach themselves shooting the basketball. <laughs> and so we talk about there's four ways to miss a shot. You miss a shot left, right, short, long, or combination of those four. Yep. Okay. If you're missing left and right, that's a straight line problem. So we talk to them about, okay, what are the straight line problems? So, and so we talk about hands. We talk about all this stuff. So we it's, teach it's mechanical them, okay? problems. If you're missing left, it, it, right, it's I, mechanical I, I, problems. I, I, absolutely. And straight yeah. line. And so we, so we try to get him to understand if you're missing long short, which people miss short 70%, it's a release point. It's a, a power out of your legs yep. or it's a follow through problem. And so we trying to, I, I use this example with him. I said, okay, how many times y'all have seen me call timeout in the game and go, Susie Q lesson, your shot is not going in. And the reason why it's not going in is because your elbow's not in and you're not following through. I ain't got time for that crap. Right. Okay. You <laughs> miss your shot. You need to be understanding just what you just said to your son. You got to understand, okay, I just missed that shot. I'm, I missed it short. What did right. I do wrong? Right, and so they've got to be able to, and that that goes back to what we're talking about with teaching skill. Right, is you know shooting is not a complicated skill to teach, in my opinion, because like I said, you can correct the stuff. It's getting kids to change because right. kids do not; they hit just enough that they think they're good. <laughs> they do, and they do not want to change. No, and, it, and, and so I'm telling you, tell you it's, it's hard work. It's hard work to change. Like my son was Ooh, kind of yes. about because he wasn't strong enough till about a year ago. So he was a little. He was a good shooter, but he was a two-handed guy. You know, right. and, and you all West we control. Had, we had, and he had no control. And it wasn't consistent. So we literally spent. He didn't play any AU last summer. And we spent three months and we broke the shot down. Now, is that left hand? He's right-handed. Is that left hand still on there a little bit? Yes, but it's not. It has no – His the rotation is unbelievably good. So we – but it takes a lot, a lot of work. That's what people don't understand. It's like – you ain't going to just become a shooter by just thinking you're going to become a shooter. You got to put the no. <laughs> and, and the thing about shooting too is, is, is also training kids the right way. Right. Because I think you, you're going to get about 65, 70% is going to be catch and shoot. You yep. know, there's no doubt about it. A lot of times you're going to get 65, 70% of your shots. So you need to work on that. But then the other thing is you, and I think it's a lost art of basketball is to pull up jump shot is being able to take it one dribble and pull up. And so now kids don't get that at all. So, you know, we're trying to train our kids of number one, how they're going to get their shots in the game and where they're going to get their shots in the game. But then also making sure that they can do the other parts of scoring, like shooting off the, off the move. Right. And then we try to explain to them there's a difference between shooting off the move and shooting off the dribble. Right. You know, who needs to be able to shoot off the dribble? There's not but one position. It gets a lot of that. That's your point guard. Right. So don't waste your time on that. 
put it into right. the other two areas. Yes. Yeah. Like but, my son, know, does, my son's a, can play point, but he's more of a two guard. He doesn't work on pull up jumpers. Now, a skill that he does work on is a loss. Another lost skill is the mid range bank shot. Oh yes, Lord. Don't even get that kids. Yeah, you, do this, Steve. Just go in and see how many kids. They get so mad at me because when we go through shooting drills, I make them shoot series off the off the backboard at mm-hmm. forty five degree. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is to make them get their release point up and to keep their eyes on a certain point. Mm-hmm. And they just hate it. They absolutely. And I said, here's the deal: you can't shoot the basketball. Don't even tell me you're a shooter. Hey, coach. I hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you subscribe and like. Leave a written review. We would love those. Also, I would ask that you go down and think about joining teachhoops.com. I know you've been thinking about it. It's like, oh, should I do it? It's a lot of money. It's like, trust me, it will pay for itself. I would not, you know, I have partners I have to pay, but it is worth every penny. So go over and check it out. Um, And then if you're going to do any shopping, click that Amazon link down below. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.